Well, welcome to the podcast that we call Time in God's Word, and this is David Carnes. Great to be with you again today, coming out of a weekend, and welcome to Monday. And as we come together today, we are continuing now a study in the doctrine of regeneration. We started looking at this, you remember, last Friday, and the reason we are looking into this wonderful doctrine is because of what we have been studying out of John 3, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And right there, Jesus is saying that it is God that saves a person, that eternal life comes from above, and that it is God who takes a spiritually dead person, calls that person out of the spiritual grave, and then gives a person spiritual life. And that is regeneration. But now, with that said, what we're doing now is just looking into this doctrine in a deeper way, taking a deeper look at it. And the scripture that we're looking at is James chapter 1 and verses 17 and 18. And as we study what is spoken out of James about regeneration, we are simply answering four questions. We are answering the what, we're answering the who, the how, and the why. And we looked at the first two questions last Friday, and we look at the final two today. How does regeneration come about, and why does God regenerate a person? And so we continue then this study in the doctrine of regeneration. And again, we find ourselves today in James chapter 1, specifically today, verse 18, as we spend time in God's Word. Number three, write it down this way. Again, it's in the form of a question. How? How does God regenerate a person? How does regeneration come about? How does regeneration come about? How does it happen? If I have nothing to do with this, how then does spiritual life come to a spiritually dead person, a lost person? Well, we look back again, letter of James. James 1, still in verse number 18. Look at it. Verse number 18. It says this, it says, Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. You see that? Now, you can read it this way. Watch this. You can read that by saying, by his own will, God gave us life. He birthed us by the word of truth. Or to go even deeper into this, the gospel. That's how you can read that. And understand, but what James is saying is regeneration coming to spiritual life only happens, and hear me now, only happens when the gospel is first shared. And it is heard, and then it is received. That's what James is saying. A person cannot be born from above. A person cannot be given new life until the gospel is first heard and received. That's what's being said here. Listen, by the way, to what the Apostle Paul says about this. But Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, starting in verse number 13, he writes, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so right there, Paul says, to be saved, to have new life, one must do what? Call on the name of the Lord. That's speaking of faith, by the way. 
placing faith in Jesus. But then Paul goes on to write in verse number 14, and hear this. Paul writes, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Oh, wow. You hear that? And so Paul says, so how can someone call on the Lord if they have not heard? And he says at the end, the, they, only, they can only hear through preaching. Or you could say the sharing of the gospel. Listen, the man that is a sinner in need of a Savior, he needs Jesus, the gospel. They've got to hear this. You had to hear it at one point, but they've got to hear this. Man is a sinner in need of a Savior, and His name is Jesus. But then in verse number 17, that same chapter, Paul writes this. And listen, he writes, So faith comes from hearing. Did you hear what he just said? He said, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. And so Paul says, faith comes when the Word of Christ, in other words, the Gospel is shared. And I want you to hear me on this. But at that moment, when someone hears the gospel, and at that moment, it is when God has decided to bring that person into his kingdom, it is at that moment that faith kicks in. It is that, it, it, it's at that moment that repentance kicks in. And understand this, and don't miss this, what Paul says, but when God decides to save someone, and he does it as the gospel is shared, it is God that even gives you faith. God gives you faith to call out to Jesus. I mean, hear me on this, but man is so depraved, man is so sinful that we don't even have the faith on our own to cry out to Jesus. And again, Paul writes, but faith, even faith, comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. Man, a most wonderful, wonderful truth. But the power of the Gospel message is what we see here. When the gospel is shared, and don't miss this, but when the gospel is shared, then that is when God goes to work. Did you hear me on this? When, when the gospel is being presented, that's when God goes to work. That's when He then goes to calling someone forth out of the dead spiritual grave and bringing that person to Christ. Listen to the words of Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Peter writes, You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding Word of God. Do you hear that? Again, the power of the Gospel stated right there. And you see the importance of sharing the Gospel with the lost then, I hope, right? Because again, it is only when the Gospel is shared that... God then goes to work giving life to someone that's spiritually dead. Oh, listen, may you be one that shares the gospel. Jesus says, by the way, in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, He's speaking to the Christian. He says, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. You've been given a mandate. But that's how regeneration works. 
It works by the hearing of the Word. God using the Word. God using the Gospel message. That's how it works. Then number four. Number four in all this, again stated as a question, why does God regenerate a person? Why does He do it? Well, now we close with this. Again, we find ourselves still, James chapter 1, still in the same verse, verse number 18. But verse number 18, the end of the verse, look what James writes. That we should be a kind of first fruit of His creatures. You see that in your Bible, right? This is why God pulls a man out of a spiritual grave. This is why God takes a man from spiritual death to spiritual life. And how does James put it? So that we will be a first fruit of His creatures. Now we ask, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, you would have to go back to the Old Testament. You can go back to Deuteronomy. You can go back to Leviticus. You could go back to Exodus. And there you would read about the first fruits. And what that speaks of is the best of the crop. That's what it speaks of. It speaks of the cream of the crop that a farmer would gather for himself. First fruits. And this is what we have here. This is how James, by the way, is using this word. But now understand this, and and this is the answer to this question as to why. Why does God do this? Why does God give some life? Why does He take some out of the spiritual grave and give some eternal life? The answer is, He wants a gospel harvest. He wants to take some from humanity, all that He wants as a harvest, to bring them to heaven for His own joy, for His own glory. I mean, those that that God gives life, those are the ones that the Father gives to the Son as a love gift. And then in turn, the Son gives to the Father for all eternity. This, by the way, is John chapter 6, verse number 37, where Jesus says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. God, what is He doing? He is gathering up a gospel harvest and He is doing this so so that this harvest will become His own possession so that this harvest will be there to love Him, to worship Him for how long? Forever. In a wonderful fellowship in heaven. Gathering those that will be in relationship with Him forever. But now with that said, I also believe that we could answer the why question by saying that that God saves in order to show His great love. He saves also to demonstrate His grace. Please, let us all understand something here. But for God to save just one person is grace. This is nothing that anyone deserves. A place in the kingdom of God. No one deserves that. And for Him to save one person is grace. But God saves. God gives life to also demonstrate His great love. His wonderful power. His magnificent grace. But that's the answer to the why. That's the answer to the why. But what do we have? 
We have the what, the who, the how, and the why of the doctrine of regeneration, the doctrine of a new life being born from above. This, and don't forget it, this is the doctrine that Jesus was sharing with Nicodemus that night as the two met. That's what he was getting across to Nicodemus. But now we then ask, so what can a lost man do? What can a man do to be born again? What can a man do to be saved by God? Well, no works is going to save that person. But what that person can do is simply this. Ask. Ask. Ask God for His mercy. Ask God for His grace. Ask God to give you life. Remember the promise of Jesus. I quote from John chapter 6, verse number 37. Jesus says, And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Beautiful promise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. Father, thank you for regeneration. Thank you for the work that comes out of heaven. Being born again. For those who simply come and ask knowing that they are a sinner in need of a Savior. Simply ask, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Oh, Father, what a promise. Thank you. Father, may we be blessed to know, Father, you are in control of all things. And all the things that you do are perfect in every way how you have gone about deciding how to do things, perfect in every way. But Father, again, thank you for the new life. Thank you for life that comes from above. Thank you for calling the spiritually dead out of the grave. Those, again, who come to faith in the Lord Jesus. And we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. So that is a look at this wonderful doctrine, this doctrine that is called the doctrine of regeneration. Again, God calling the spiritually dead out of the spiritual grave and giving the lost life. And by the way, what a wonderful look into the grace of God. But again, the doctrine of regeneration. But now, the next time we come back together, we're going to jump right back into our look at John 3 and that conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus still so much to look at. But then also, with that said, let me share this with you. But I am going to ask for your prayers. Now, the reason I'm asking is because tomorrow I'm having surgery. And of course, we're praying that all goes well, should keep me out of commission for just a few days. And so again, I'm just asking for your prayers. I would really appreciate it. But then also, I I share this because we're going to take just a few days off from bringing you the podcast. But just as soon as I can get going again, we're going to be back with you sharing from God's Word. And as always, I so look forward to being with you. But we'll be back just as soon as we can. 
But until then, you just continue to live for our Lord Jesus. You just continue to love him and you continue to share him with others. And we'll see you again very soon as we spend time in God's word.